0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by another DHK. I'm joined by my sister, Devin, who just so happens to be Devin the Tiger from the Netflix dating show, Sexy Beasts. Yes, that's right. You heard all that correctly. I assure you there are actually two people in this interview. I know we sound alike. That is just what you get because we are siblings. So my sister, Devin, ended up on the show, Sexy Beasts, And so we are going to talk about what it was like to film her episode if you're not familiar with the show, it has two seasons on Netflix, and the premise is daters go on a series of dates, but they are all in these really impressively intricate prosthetics. Obviously, she is a tiger. She goes on a date with a sort of troll character, a, a fish-looking creature, and a warthog. There have been other episodes with things like demons and robots and gorgons, so they don't get to see what they actually look like. So it's about focusing on personalities instead of looks. Devin ended up being one of the sort of hero daters, which meant that she had three people vying for her attention, and she would eliminate them one by one, and then at the very end, you get to see what they all look like. It's very silly and absurd and she filmed it in 2020. Her episode was held and so it didn't come out until October of 2021 and we've actually waited to talk in detail about it so we could have this conversation. So I guess mild spoiler alert for the episode. It's episode three of season two on Netflix and without further ado here's we're interviewing who? So let's walk the people through. You had just moved to London. In the middle of the pandemic, it was April at this. When did they contact you again? I arrived in London on day two of London's lockdown. They went into lockdown on a Monday and I got here Wednesday. So I was contacted on Facebook through an Americans in London group because it seemed like they were specifically looking for both Americans and British people, I think, to have a larger audience than just one. And at first I thought it was absolutely spam and was going to ignore it. But then just because COVID and boredom and curiosity started searching the person who had contacted me. And they seemed pretty legit. I found other shows that they had cast and more reputable information. So I said, okay, and then did an initial uh, Zoom conversation with them. You know, they asked about like my dating life and like what was interesting to me, why I would want to be on a show. And then after that, they said that they had sent it over to the network, which was happy with what I had said, and they wanted to move forward. And then prior to actual filming, there was a lot of other conversations and paperwork. So I had to fill out like pretty extensive forms about my dating history and preferences and like, what do I think my own best features are? What do I look for in other people? I had to meet with a psychiatrist basically to make sure, or maybe it's like a psychologist met with a psychologist everybody had to to speak with her just to make sure like you were in the right mental state to be able to take on something like filming and potential aftermath of you know being in a in a public show at any of these points did you know the conceit of the show they oh god they revealed it at some point i think probably not into like its its exact extent until later but it it is an iteration on an older show, and so at some point I got a video of a clip of a previous previous episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, oh wow. But I kind of liked the idea of it not being my own face the entire time. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a comfort actually that for for the majority of it, I, I you wouldn't actually have to look at me, and so it took a lot of pressure, pressure? off of me and yeah. the fear of scrutiny away. Okay, so you meet with the psychiatrist. You you are cleared to film. Yeah. So then they they send over the contracts, which a lot of people apparently like I asked the the other people on my episode, none of them read it. I went into it pretty extensively. So our mom is a lawyer and I had her read it and was gutting and rewriting sections that were ambiguous and was like, I I'm not doing this unless I'm super comfortable. Mm-hmm. But apparently I think I was the only one who actually well, made it. Probably, edits. but everyone, please always read your contracts. Always read your you contracts. contracts. Yeah. Okay. So you finally you come to a negotiation come to a negotiation with they chat to me about what dates would work best to film. So we lock in what week they did ask if I could actually be on standby for the week before in the event that if someone tested positive for COVID or something didn't work out, I could be like a backup person uh, it, that that didn't work out timing wise for me, but it was an option. So that was interesting just to know like that's how they were kind of handling it. And would you have had the same daters or would you?
1: Or no. You so the,
0: the, the, the episode that was being filmed before me was the reverse situation where it was a man picking people. And mm-hmm. so I would have been one of the people going on the speed dates and at kind of vying for the attention of the main person. You got it. So I would have ended up in the opposite situation, which I also you would not have been the hero dater essentially is what correct. You, yeah. Yeah. Yeah that didn't work out and i just i went into like a week of quarantine was you had my phone and my laptop and everything was working out in the little the little apartment was still working and taking meetings i had to take all my meetings from the couch in front of the white wall just so nobody questioned why aren't where are you like why has your environment changed yeah you're in a service apartment or a service hotel at this point you're you're essentially locked in right yeah so reception was aware you're a like you're not a hostage yeah. but so they they informed the front desk that we were not supposed to leave. They brought us, you know, food which was really nice. Um we could like order delivery and then they would submit the instructions to the delivery people to like leave it, knock and run. Mm-hmm. Um so we didn't run the risk of getting Expleasure. exposed. Yeah. yeah. And then the only person that we would interact with for that time was the very nice Nurse that came and tested us for COVID. Uh, You had to pack prior to going into quarantine of everything that you would potentially want to wear. And then I got the message while in quarantine that we needed to cover as much skin as possible because they found out, I think that I was maybe like the third or fourth episode filmed, but they were finding out through the first ones that having like your full arm show was taking a really long time to paint over. Mm -hmm. And I, having just moved over from California, only owned tank tops um so it was a bit of a scramble and then i was finding pieces of clothing online at like h&m and stuff and sending links to runners to try to find the items truly it takes, the most spoiled shopping to a new uh, yeah. to a new definition truly the most spoiled i've ever been but it was i mean yeah that's i just think that was wild yeah yeah all right so you you have everyone at your beck and call, and you are getting COVID tests and no one else. Could. <laughs> yeah, I did feel really bad about it. You know, I I was talking to this with the the other people on the show, and I was like, I you know, because they stocked it with groceries at the beginning, tried to eat all of that before asking for other food. Yeah, um, yeah, but I really appreciate Crafts the runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but again, it's it's sort of for those not familiar with. Television production. Like, it's not uncommon. In fact, you all probably cost them a whole lot less than anybody. uh, Well, I am unfamiliar. And so I was like, this is bananas. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Okay. So you test negative enough times. Mm -hmm. You know, they decide to proceed. At what point are you shown your beast? Yes. So we are brought to a hotel. We're all in separate hotels. We've all been driven up separately. So there's no chance of seeing what each other actually looks like. And then they're like, okay. Call time is six, six thirty AM, wear like a hoodie, like cover your face, and then wear something comfortable because you'll be sitting for a while. So then you find out what your beast is when you show up to the hotel that all of the makeup is happening at. Mm -hmm. You're in a room with your makeup artists, um, and they're like, Okay, hi, welcome. We're gonna make you a tiger now. Okay. So how does how does the costume work? It's about three Yeah. Three hours in the chair. We did get faster each time, which was really nice. So it's like three main pieces for the head, you know, like your nose and above, like a mouth, chin, cheek, lower piece. Yeah. Yeah. Beard. And then so that way you can talk. And then there's a hood that goes over your head and you can, yeah. So it kind of like hides your hair and everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of my friends was just like, your head looks massive. And I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) They're not wrong. (laughs) They are not wrong. (laughs) But yeah. So it's, it's a lot of like fur over foam over latex you're in a bald cap underneath it and they pick your creature or beast depending on sort of the dimensions that you've sent them in advance so we we sent in yeah yeah, we sent in pictures of like front side back of head um and based off of that so they were kind of there was like the structure of it pre-made and then they would adjust it to your face specifically and mm-hmm. so someone on my episode was supposed to be something else, but it didn't line up to their face very well. So there was a change. I don't know who it was, but I'm I'm actually very curious. Did it ruin your clothes? Or? No, I was worried because I'm I'm a bit uptight, conscious <laughs> of your yeah. <laughs> I was trying Thank to be you. nice, but no, yes, yes. And so I was I was worried about it, but like nothing came. Out. The black sweater that I wore still has like beard hair stuck to it, but <laughs> other than that, no. Like none of the makeup rubbed off on on my clothes which was impressive very impressive yeah. high quality stuff mm. okay yeah. so you you have become the tiger i am the tiger mm-hmm. i'm one with the tiger i am you're tony one with the tiger you you are tony you're great <laughs> um, and then how many days of production total there's three days of production okay so day one was getting into the tiger and then filming like my introduction I remember doing the introduction and they were like, is that it? And I was like, I'm not very (laughs) interesting. (laughs) I don't have a lot to say about myself. (laughs) Uh Um, And then like the, the hero shots. So in front of the screen where you get Mm -hmm. my and poses. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. We got to like blast music. And so I put on, I asked for E40 and then obviously a bunch of British people have no idea who E40 is. And I was like, give me the phone, please. (laughs) I got this. Like some blasting barrier rap. In a tiger costume. In a tiger costume in England. In England. In like a very nice old estate house. People must have been very confused. So confused. All right. So you film your intros. You all film them separately, obviously. And then you go, you meet the other beasts for the first time in the form of speed dating. Yeah. So there's a, there's a pretty significant lunch break in the middle. And then I, eating is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And then I'm by myself for this. And so I'm basically just like, Pacing back and forth, like a very tiger. anxious, yeah. like a caged tiger, I, yeah, like okay. a caged tiger, super anxious, because I'm about to go on dates in front of other people. And I'm a very awkward dater. And obviously, like, it's a very weird experience. I can't lie down or anything, because I can't really move my head, you know, side to side or up and down. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yeah, just constrained. Yeah. I've been left to my own devices for like an hour and a half, just very stressed out, I'm super anxious and walking around the hotel room, like, what am I going to talk about? How do you date? I haven't interacted with a person <laughs> in a long time, let alone been on a date. Mm-hmm. Help. Okay. And so then you – what, what oh, do you remember what order you went on the speed dates? Yeah. So it's the same order as seen in the show. So Sam okay. was first, uh, Sam the Troll, and then Patrick the Fish Monster. <laughs> the tr- the and Troll? Then... The Troll? Isn't he a Troll? I don't know. He's an ogre. Oh, okay. an ogre. Those are – I don't know. He's, he's green. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ogre, Troll, Goblin. Patrick the sea monster, fish monster, and then Nigel Uh the warthog. Okay. On a scale of one to comfortable, where would you have ranked yourself during those moments? Like a one? Yeah, that sounds right. Like a solid one. That sounds right. Just as as someone who has known you literally your entire life, your body language was I don't know if other people picked this up, but I was just like, oh she's she's I didn't having a great (laughs) I didn't move. Also that, yeah. So they rotated them around you, you just stayed stationary. yeah and they So I, I sat there too. and then I was like, Do am I supposed to turn around? I can't because I can't turn my head. So I'm like, Do I physically turn my body to walk them come in? And uh-huh. it's like it's a very loud old wooden floor. So you hear them coming for a while and you're just like, Oh god, what's it gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> could be anything. Could be literally could be anything. They're tiger. Could be a oh, boat would, it could be a box. So, okay, so so, yeah, so yeah. Sam Sam was first that yeah, yeah Do you think you could tell anything about them through the makeup? Cuz obviously we're given a you know an edited perception of it. But do you think how, how much do you think you were able to pick up about their actual personalities or even looks through the makeup? It it was admittedly pretty hard to tell specific features. Obviously you got a general idea of their overall builds, their heights, sure. And we we weren't allowed to ask questions that would even put you know, I I asked how old are you, and we had to stop, and they're like, you you can't speak about age, um. So it was more like asking leading questions, because uh-huh. Sam is a student, and it was you know, okay, are you getting your bachelor's, your bachelor's or your master's? Right, right. Is this your Second, PhD? Is this right. your third PhD? Right. Because to me, to me, I was like, Sam is a child. I could tell Sam is a child. I mean, he's not actually a child, but I was like, oh, Sam you is, you know, young. yeah, yeah. But but again, not having even met him on set, and so I'm curious in the moment with all the lights and the no it was was really it was it was difficult to tell what people looked like and so at one point I think you know Patrick asked me like what are my three favorite physical attributes about myself and we had you know I couldn't answer those questions I could answer them in my my tiger beard and my stripes and my claws yeah but I wasn't allowed to answer that in actuality yes and obviously the beard is the beard is number one yeah number one okay so you finish up the speed dates yes and you have to eliminate someone because yes. that's just the rules of the show. Of this is the first time you get to see somebody outside of their makeup. So what does that, that production day look like? So the, the reveal is actually the next day. So basically what happens after wrapping the speed dates is I give, or after each date, I would give a little bit of information, answer questions on how I thought it went, what I mm-hmm. liked and disliked about each person. And then after the third date was asked to you know pick somebody pretty quickly. So it was a really fast turnaround, and in you know real life, you obviously have time to like think about things and process and weigh pros and cons and do you want to see somebody again. So it was it was a very fast decision. Okay, and then the next day you go to film. You've made your decision. So we we would on the same. So after the speed dates, I made the decision. I presented the decision to them when we're all in costume still. Right. And then the next day, the three so Sam, Nigel, and I came back in makeup, and then right. Patrick came back as himself. Um, and so we got to see what Patrick looked like. Patrick is very attractive. Sure. I think the the guys were more. The, <laughs> so it was, yeah. So they said, you know, we want to hear your thoughts. Like, you know, think out loud, especially Devin. And then he came in. I was just like, I, I'm overwhelmed. And so yeah. both of the guys were very, you know, vocal. I think Nigel calls him a stallion or something. But yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. But I think genuinely it seemed like they were enamored of the experience I, you know not to, not to say that you weren't but it was very funny watching like these guys be like oh <laughs> yeah one of one of my friends chris so she was watching the show and she was with a few people predicting who they thought i was gonna pick and chris's answer was that i was gonna leave alone like i was gonna be like i don't need these men i'm good ah, which is yeah. my favorite prediction so far so thank you chris yeah shout out to chris i think that would have been yeah That would have been okay. amazing if i had you know if i could have thought if i was that yeah. witty in the moment do you you did get some good zingers in. That is that is the I was Thank I was you. very proud. Yes, yes. And also, I think the number one comment I have gotten in reaction to your episode is you sound like me, which is correct cuz I was here first. We're not just one person talking to ourselves right? Now. This is actually an interview with yourself. Yeah, it's just my <laughs> this is one voice. Id. We've lost our minds in the, in the court you <laughs> talk about that time that people thought that we lost our minds or that I mm-hmm. I had cracked. Oh, oh, when you were talking to me on the speakerphone no, you had come to visit. Oh, maybe. was this in Belgium? Yeah, it happened twice. So it happened once in college where I was talking to you on speakerphone and someone, I, I don't know if we were, we were speaking intensely. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, Devin has absolutely snapped. She's just screamed speaking to herself in her room. Sure. Like, no, no, I'm on I'm on the phone. And then yeah. the other time was where you came to visit in in Brussels and we were both in my room and one of my roommates hadn't met you yet. And also was just like, what is going on in there? Yes. Yeah. That sounds so yeah. tracked. Yeah, but you got some good singers in. I was very proud. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay, so then you move on to the the one on one dates. Do you know who was at the top of the column? Lord Nelson. Great. Lord Horatio Nelson. Okay. Wonderful. So the some of the feedback that I have gotten from people is that they were really upset that I didn't know who was on the column in Trafalgar Square. That seems to have really upset a lot of people. I now know it's Lord Nelson. But yeah. It was it be, <laughs> <laughs> People are really mad about it. I don't know why. I've had multiple people be like, "How do you not know who's who's on the column?" I don't know. Uh, 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 no comment. Anyway, but now you know. Yeah, just wanted the to clarify that. Of Trafalgar. Let's okay. let the people know that I know you, that now. You are now qualified to run Open Top Bus yeah, Tour. Rob's job is in jeopardy, and I will be the new Open Top Bus Tour guide. Welcome to Devon's tour of London. It took me a minute to figure out who, i was like who's rob rob is the tour guide. i don't know why i remember that but oh i thought you meant rob delaney who's the narrator no sorry the tour guy the his name is rob but i i did try to like pay attention to everyone working's name and what they did because pretty... their jobs i think sometimes are underappreciated yes okay so you go on you go on the tour did you, yeah, did you so... actually ever give the fun your fun fact i can't remember that i worked i used to work at a zoo yeah i don't think i did which is so it's so fitting so you normally your fun, your fun fact is i was on sexy beasts of course but yes normally your fun fact is you used, used to, to work in a zoo. you honed your guide skills i think at one point i do tie ta- <laughs> they obviously didn't put it in the show but i'm talking about how tigers noses will turn black because it's scarring from them being in cages and scraping their nose when they have to turn yeah, around it's, it's really ups- upset. it's upsetting yeah. obviously that's why it didn't get in the show but everyone should know that yeah all right so you give you give this tour you were asked to drink champagne so first without a straw which seems cruel being in public was so cringe it was I mean everyone is obviously staring at you because you are there's a because if there's a film crew one and then two you are you are in costume what we filmed was basically just kind of walking around Trafalgar Square for a little bit so we just had to do laps and then thankfully at the same time a man in a massive panda costume showed up I think people (laughs) were probably even more confused because there's now like an Eight to ten foot panda, and then two normal size humans, and they're not interacting with each other. And people are probably just like, "I picked the weirdest day to go to Trafalgar Square." But they didn't realize it was a sharks jets for real, <laughs> right? And then we did the bus tour. After the the end of the the tour, they stopped the bus and we are given champagne. It's very it was very difficult to even attempt to drink out of. Sam was a trooper and just kind of went for it, but I think champagne then got stuck in like the mouthpiece. And was gross. sloshing around, so I can only foamy, imagine foamy yeah, champagne. Yeah, only imagine what it was like for his his FX crew to take that off, and then just like champagne spills out of it. Oh, gross! That sounds disgusting. I love. But I mean, it. good for him for going for it. Yeah, a, a trooper. And then you go on your other one-on-one date, which made our entire house—it was, it was a point of debate. You and apples. <sighs> yes, not made up for the show. Not made up for the show. So I genuinely don't like apples. In fifth grade, we did like an overnight trip where you could join the Apple Club. And to do that, you had oh, to eat. Oh, was it the Marin Headlands one? Yeah. What? So in Marin Headlands, oh, you had I hated to eat that too. Okay. an entire apple, including like the seeds and stuff, because they were like, you can eat the whole apple and it's not bad for you. And being in fifth grade, I really wanted to fit in and be part of the Apple Club. But I was so- I hated the apple so much that I was like cringe biting it and then just spitting it into the woods because <laughs> I didn't want to eat it. <laughs> Present like the stem, which is the one part you're not supposed to eat. I was like, I did it. Oh, I didn't even. I'm in mean, the try. apple club. No, I did not try. I was like, nope, not, not, not interested in this. Apple but food? it is a fact that you don't like apples, and then they tell you that you are making an apple tart. An apple tart. Yes, it's there's it's like a tartetan, but it, I'm butchering the French. Probably tart. Yes, I think that production was probably like we've struck TV gold when I just walked in and and cringed. They had no idea prior. That I really I just don't like the the sound and texture a raw uh, a raw apple makes so no that was unintentional was it good it was it was really good so I don't cooked apples are fine because then the texture has totally changed and so we watched the chef make a whole one and then did it ourselves with a lot of assistance and at the end we each very carefully take a bite and it was super good I was actually bummed out that I I didn't get to eat more of it I was like can I can I take this with me. To go, to go portions. <laughs> yeah, please. No. No. Nope. No. Do didn't we know get, what I, happened to it? Nobody. No, because I did. I don't know, but I because it was the first thing we filmed on day three, and so I hadn't. We didn't eat it, like a huge breakfast because it was obviously really hard to eat while you were getting the face put on. Um, and so uh-huh. I was really hungry, and I was like, I want, I want it. Can I eat it? <laughs> Even though it's apples. Even though it's apples. <laughs> it's cooked apples. It was fine. I eat like apple pie. It's just. Not, it's just, it's just Not really. It's not my pie of choice. Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, no, not really. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Okay. And then in a very long filming day, you have to make your decision. So the date with Nigel's day three. So the date, the date with Sam is the end of day two. So we film on day two. It's seeing what Patrick actually looks like the date with Sam. The bus tour took a little bit longer to film because it was obviously very like stop, start driving through the streets of London. Cameramen were, you know, potentially going to go flying off of the top of that bus. Um, so it was set up for us to actually get drinks on a rooftop bar, but we ran out of time to film that day. Uh huh. And then day three starts with the full date with Nigel. And then yes. So yeah, after that, in costume, still tell them who I picked. How early on do you think you had made your decision after after that first quick fire round of like, okay, uh, this is who I'm going to go with, you know? I think I decided pretty early. Sam and I seem to have a lot in common right off of the bat, and then the second date just seemed to reaffirm that. Nigel and I had a much better conversation in our second date than our first, so it was a harder decision than I thought. But what's actually not shown in the show is we had an entire cab ride after cooking class that didn't make the final cut, but that's probably where my best conversation with Nigel happened. So I think it was harder than I thought it was going to be after the speed dates, but it was not as hard as maybe some other people's in other episodes was. It was actually, it was so cringe when I first said it, nobody reacted and it was just like dead silence. Like <laughs> Sam wasn't happy. Nigel wasn't disappointed. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> Did you talk to them about it after? Do you know why everyone was stunned or was it just? I don't know. I think they just didn't know like if they were supposed to react or not. Because when when we filmed Patrick's reveal, like they told us they like be very vocal about it. Sure. Like let us know how you feel. And they they didn't say anything like that for- or to my knowledge, didn't say anything. It was just like, I was just like, this is so cringe. This and is then, why, this was your chance to pick nobody. Be like, I pick me. I <laughs> pick me. In the, I mean, I do a lot of chuckling in the episode, like throughout. You, you, the actual you really episode. do. It's very much your work chuckle. It's the work chuckle. And then you, yeah. hear, I hear it then, and it's not super predominant. And it's me laughing to myself because that's like the, the take that we filmed where no one moved. I was like, oh my God, this is so tragic. Okay. So nobody nobody reacts, but you have to film the reveals anyway. Then we did it again and they reacted and I was like, "Okay, this is yikes." <laughs> yeah. All right. And then you actually get to see what they look like. Yes. So then we all turn into real people mm-hmm. and film and film it seems like a very cold garden. No, was, we film the hero shots as ourselves. And then they I don't think they showed it in it's yeah, it's not in the actual episode, but they show Sam and Patrick meeting each other, which I thought was going to be yeah. interesting. Or not, Sam and Nigel. Yeah. Sorry, they film. Um, they film Sam and Nigel meeting each other. Interesting. Yeah, but that that didn't make it in. But I think that would have been maybe they weren't wowed by yeah. each other. <laughs> they were equally underwhelmed by the decision and each other. Yeah. So after the, after the hero shots, we film the reveal outside, which I was admittedly not the most thrilled about because I was told that we were filming the reveals inside, and so I am in a very thin, like slip dress, uh-huh. and it's about. 55 degrees fahrenheit which is wait for it 12 degrees okay well english people are gonna be like that's not cold um no, but, but when you're in just a when you're in just a dress and it's very windy for, yeah. uh it's windy and it's pouring rain it was very cold and like everybody else is in these like full-blown puffer jackets like hats and gloves all the cameramen are you know layered up um and i'm freezing. So yeah, it was very cold. I had to like, stop my teeth from chattering because they were picking it up on audio and right. had to stop my body from shaking for for the takes. Um and in between takes the crew was super nice and like wrapping me with blankets and little warmers. Um, but it was it was rough. And then the end when Sam and I walk off, I was like, I'm gonna fall because my toe I can't feel my toes. All right, and then you walk off into the sunset
1: and walk off it, into, a thing.
0: A <laughs> into a van. Into a van. And then you wait a year almost for it to air. Yeah, so all of the episodes were actually filmed at once. And then they chose to break it into two seasons. So I didn't know that it was going to be a season two or that I was going to be on season two. And so the, the suspense between seasons one and two was definitely tough because it did go quite viral. I was just like, oh my God, people are going to think that I knew what I was getting into. And I opted into a second season of a show but yeah, so we filmed it all at once, and it was, it was actually, for whatever reason, split into two short seasons. And how did you find out that season two was premiering? Uh, you found out that season two was premiering because Netflix You're sent, <laughs> you <laughs> sent you the trailer that my face is in. You were the thumbnail. of Yes. Um, so you found out before I did. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. Could have, j- could have just not told you. <laughs> could have been a yeah, fun I'm- surprise. I did get an email a few days. Actually, no, there was a good amount of time between when you found out, like probably a week between when you found out and I got the email about it. And then do you keep in touch at all with the
1: other folks? Stay tuned and you'll
0: find out. Oh my God. Follow me on Insta for (laughs) (laughs) for updates. Nigel and I follow each other on Instagram. Sam and I follow each other. Patrick and I have exchanged a few messages as well. I messaged all three of them when we found out that it was coming out. Like in a group chat with, with all of them. <laughs> Did that bitch Carol Baskin do it? <laughs> no one has actually made a Tiger King reference to me until right now. So congratulations. It's really upsetting. Yeah. That's, yeah well, that, that tracks. That tracks. The times are changing They are. It's okay. Tiger King 2 is coming out. Is it? Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah. Netflix is working hard. Did you get to keep any mementos? Yeah. So I still have the face. I have the tiger face yeah. and it might make an appearance on Halloween. You never know. Yeah. Might be. <laughs> the easy. Yeah. I have a forever Halloween costume too. So that's the other big win. So I got to keep, I don't get the, to keep the hood. And then something else of note that I think is actually pretty interesting is so it was a different piece every day. So they didn't oh. put the same, the hood stayed the same, but the yeah. top and, and mouth face pieces were different every day. So they had three identical pieces. And so oh, every day uh, the FX team is like carving, you know, carving them out to fit my face as best as it can. So it's a, it's really, it's a, it's a big production. It's not like one thing that was like a helmet that's put on and off. It's, it's a lot. It's not just a giant tiger helmet. <laughs> it's not just a giant tiger. Well, cause that's what I caught. Cause when they kind of explained the concept of the show, they were like, it's kind of like, like dating around meets love is blind meets the masked singer. And I was like, oh, well, those are these big, easy, like take off and on pieces. Yeah. Yeah, They're probably quite uncomfortable, but they're still like, you know, it's, it's not glued to you. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. And then, like the reveal was literally like, you're going to take off your head, like your, your head and it's going to be your face like off. sweaty be you underneath <laughs> the glue. <laughs> I'm melting. People have asked if it was hot and it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily hot because it was, it's, I mean, it was London and fall, like it's pretty chilly out. So mm-hmm. I wasn't super hot, but it was, it was hard to hear and it was even harder to eat. That's the number one question I think everyone is. You eat very carefully. So I basically had to look in the mirror and you can't open your mouth very wide because I had, you know, lipstick and like paint all around my mouth and then it was white for me. So I had to eat very, very carefully. So it was just tiny bites and aiming kind of straight on into my mouth in the mirror to make sure I didn't mess anything up. Apparently other people would come back from lunch and they'd have to do a lot of touch up and I tried very hard not to make them have to do that. But it was not not an easy experience. To be honest, I didn't. I did not eat a lot in the in the tiger. What do you think your favorite thing about doing the show was? Probably the crew. Met some really nice people that I you know never would have met otherwise. The FX team was so both like so talented and so nice. So yeah, probably the crew. Okay. And everyone who worked on it. What do you think the most novel thing you learned from being on reality TV was? from this experience. That it is, it's a weird hybrid of reality and not reality because, you know, I lot, everything that I was saying about myself was completely true, but it would just, we would have, to, I would have to say it maybe two or three times. Like I had an entire conversation with Sam walking around Trafalgar Square and then they were like, okay, can you do that again and highlight these specific parts? And then it's really hard to work those parts like back into an organic conversation So it's like, it is, it's just a super weird fusion of like reality and not necessarily scripted, but produced. What has been the most unexpected reaction to people seeing the episode finally? I had a woman actually reach out to me on LinkedIn and it was one of the first messages that I got. And she said that she just really appreciated that somebody felt the same way that she did about being a half Asian woman and people's reactions to our appearance. Mm Mm-hmm if if you know that's the only like super positive thing that anyone says about it it's it's made the whole experience worth it just to help somebody else feel less alone in their experience i don't think it's as uncommon as people i had a lot of people say to me like oh that's crazy that you feel that way and i'm like well yeah this is but this is my life this is the reality of my life and if mm-hmm. the, the fact that i helped someone feel less alone in that that's their reality too like is amazing and worth all of it okay what's been the most absurd reaction you've gotten most people have been really nice about it, which I very much appreciated. And they've said, like, you've done a really good job. You looked really great. Someone reached out to me about how their name is Devin and their fiance's name is Sam. And the episode really resonated with them. Okay. Yeah, weird coincidence. Are they also a tiger and an ogre? <laughs> they are not a tiger and an ogre, but I'm oh. happy for them and their their engagement. I, the men just got inappropriate online. Sure. You know, I got a few inappropriate DMs. The, the cat analogy is an easy one for people. It seems. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's not great, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the, I'd say like 95% of the messages that I've gotten have been really nice. How did you feel about our parents' reaction? I was, they were really nice about it. They were both very complimentary and they said, I, I did a really good job and I didn't embarrass myself, which is a very high compliment coming from our parents. Yeah, they don't give compliments. Ever. They don't. Yeah. So it was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised with their reaction. I thought it was going to just be like an, okay, cool. Nice. Okay. Hit me with your FAQs. What are the top questions you're being asked? The top questions that I am being asked on Instagram is, do I regret not picking Patrick because he's fit? No. I think the whole point of the show was it does personality rule. And Patrick is a very nice, like super driven guy, um, but I don't think our personalities mesh super well. Okay. Hot question number two: Do I actually dislike apples? Yes. Wait, I think yeah. We've we've confirmed. I just really want to drive that home. Yeah, i want to bring you some apples. Please, Please don't. Uh, a lot of people ask if I am still single. Wink face. <laughs> Is my reply? <laughs> <point? laughs> well, going to cut that one for sure. You don't want to put wink face. <laughs> what else are you get asked? I don't know if you. could. did. I get paid. Yes okay yeah people ask that i think that's fair i think it's a it's a question there's a nominal appearance fee it's nothing like you know people do ask a lot if we got to pick the animals or the the creatures uh do not no so it was it was pre-selected for us we to keep the point of the show and like the interest in the show is you don't know what somebody is going to look like so what they didn't want to happen was like we would post about it before people got to see it organically right and spoil the surprise of you know who what you behind look like, the mask. like it. Yeah, yeah yeah so i i was told to wait a few days or like a week or so before actually posting about it and so in that time a lot of people not a whole lot but like a, a good number of people were like oh my god like i just saw you on netflix including people that i mostly people i work with all right well, that tells us people do people actually do. watch sexy beast <laughs> people are indeed watching sexy beast but yeah a lot of people i work with were like is is this this is definitely you like obviously you are Davin, a recruiter from san francisco area this yeah. is your face now, so I had to be like, "Ha What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe that's me. It's me." <laughs> yeah. So, like, but the first person um, who saw it was my my Rumble instructor. <laughs> was like, "I'm sure you're getting." She was like, "I'm sure you're getting messaged a lot." I was like, "Actually, you're the first. Yeah. And then right. it slowly started. The floodgates started opening. Building. Yeah, people like, "Hit what? When did you do this?" I'm like, "Because people, because." You'll never know, know. people know. that are on my team and they're like, when did you, when did you, why, how did I not know that you disappeared? First? Yeah, because we're in quarantine. Exactly. The white wall. Yeah, the, the ambiguous white wall. white wall. Could be anywhere. Exactly. Could be anywhere. So obviously there's a huge amount of time between when you all film the show and when the show airs. And at this point in time, you know, you, you get to find out who they are. You see their social media presences. And in terms of the breakdown of, I would say more, Influencer skewing versus less? Where did your panel end up looking like? Well, I, I definitely felt quite intimidated after seeing some of the other people that had ended up on the show because there's a lot of people who are actual models, actors. This is when season one starts. in Yeah, season one and yeah. even season two. There's a, There's a lot of people who are super good looking. And so it was definitely intimidating to me as someone who works in tech and my job is not looks driven. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick has a hundred thousand Instagram followers, and his his job is very appearance based. And that was before the show. Even, yeah, so. yeah. So it it's, yeah. it was super intimidating. <laughs> so he hasn't posted about the show yet, Huh. and so huh. I'm sure it's gone up uh, with people just finding him on their own. But he hasn't posted. One hundred fifteen thousand. That's a that's a fair amount. Yeah, round. that's a lot. And so I was. I, I felt a bit out of place. And yeah, for lack of a better word, intimidated. But both you and Sam and a couple other people on the show, you know, it's not all models. Like you you are actually just regular people who- Yeah, I was on the dating cast show. as a regular person looking to find a person who also is willing to dress up like a beast and go out in public. <laughs> it's all, it's I mean, all if, all else else. Failed, if all else failed, you could have talked to that eight, eight could foot have, tall panda. Could have hit on the eight foot tall panda. Yeah. You'll never know. It's a misconnection. If the eight foot panda is listening, hit me up. <laughs> Sl- slide. <laughs> and also explain to us why you were an eight foot yeah, tall panda. I would love to. I, I wish I had screenshotted or something with the stories from Trafalgar Square. I, that's that. Cool. Thanks for doing You're this. Welcome. Anything you want to plug? Sexy Beast Season Sexy Beast. 2 is out now season on Netflix. Season 2, Season 2, Episode 3, Devin the Tiger. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much to Devin for joining. You can find her at DevinHK on Instagram. And obviously you can see her episode of Sexy Beast on Netflix. If you like this episode of the podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.